Capitals 2023 first round pick Ryan Leonard continues to dominate at Boston College. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one-on-one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms of use for more details so in today's edition of locked on capitals we talk about how the capitals 2023 first round pick ryan leonard continues to just dominate at boston college it begs the question would the capitals have been better having him on the team right now and when can we expect to see him on the capitals We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about changes that took place at practice. Just in light of TJ Oshie being out and going to be missing the upcoming road trip, what does that mean for some Capitals players? We'll talk about that. A little bit later, we talk about Spencer Carberry's pledge to fix the power play. But just to get it going here, we will talk about how Ryan Leonard continues to just destroy uh, at Boston College and just really exciting. Uh, one of the things that I heard first after the Capitals selected him was, well, when can we see him? When can we see him? Uh, I don't think it's going to be tomorrow or the next day, probably not even next year. But I think that if you can kind of look to the horizon a little bit, we have one heck of a player uh, in Ryan on Ryan Leonard. And if it even translates even a little bit to what he's doing in Boston College, I think they are in a good position. We know he's a winger. Ryan Leonard scored twice for the second straight game, giving him eight goals during an eight-game point streak as Boston College wins over Harvard by a score of 4-1. to one. And this is a promising sign out there, Caps fans, that he is continuing to dominate. Uh, you know, you take a look at the difference between juniors and going to college. There hasn't been a leg there. Now, he got off to a bit of a slow start, but it seems uh, to me that he is catching his stride and at only 18 years old. I mean, Lord, could you think how good he's going to be, say, by the age of 21? Uh, it is going to be quite something. But, you know, like I talked about there, he did get off to a bit of a slower start. And there were some people that had a little bit of questions about, you know, was he the right pick? You know, is he going to find his way or were the Capitals better off uh, selecting someone else? A slow start as he went to the first four games without a goal. Um, and there was a little bit of caution and, you know, just talking different people on the show. Some people were asking that, did they in fact pick the right player? But 
Uh, he has uh, just is since then totally dominated a top six player for number two ranked Boston College. The Capitals will be eligible to sign Ryan Leonard to a contract after his freshman season. I will say that I wouldn't expect it. It's not too common. I will say it's uncommon for college players to play just one season in college. Uh, the only uh, you know, exceptions that I can think there were Fantilli and Logan Cooley. And, you know, you could make the argument for uh, Adam Fantilli that just given the fact that uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets are less than stellar this year, that maybe he would be best served playing somewhere else. Kind of the same thing goes for Connor Bedard. Uh, not an apples for apples comparison there. But sometimes when these players are young uh, and they're used to playing in a successful environment, sometimes I don't think it's, you know, the best posturing for them to be playing on subpar teams uh, but for the Capitals, uh, you know, again, I think anything is possible. I wouldn't expect that. I think that the Capitals want to take their time with Ryan Leonard and I want to, you know, have him, you know, work through it here. I don't, you know, necessarily think he's going to have to spend a lot of time in Hershey on his way up. I think that ultimately if he continues in his current uh, trajectory uh, with Boston College and say he plays another year in Boston, I think that he's only going to be a better player. And let's not forget, he's only 18 years old. And I know that, you know, Capitals fans were like, we need this now. We need this scoring. We need this top, you know, six winger or, or forward rather. Um, that why, why don't we have him now? And I, to them, those people, I would say, let's pump the brakes on that a little bit. I understand that he's playing really good uh, in a really great college at Boston College, but again, he's 18 years old. Let's give him a break. An eight game point streak and had his first multi-goal performance this past week against Notre Dame. Again, this was he got great production on Sunday and Saturday, just really lighting it up. And one of the things that I like about Ryan Leonard, just watching more videos from him, is he has a top-tier shot and gets in high-danger areas to be effective. He's not a guy that just kind of sets up you know, in the most convenient place, he'll get into the dirty areas. He'll do whatever it takes to store, to score those dirty goals. And oftentimes he does it. And he does have that really uh, top caliber shot. I think that is going to be something uh, that Capitals fans will really like. And I, as a Capitals fan, I will like it very much Has nine goals in his last eight games to go along with three assists. Uh, he is second on Boston college with 51 shots. So, you know, a lot of these players on the Capitals right now, you know, why aren't we finding the back of the net? Why aren't we getting more shots on net? I think that, you know, Ryan Leonard is going to fix what ails the Capitals in years to come. And I don't know what the team's going to look like when he's ready to go, but suffice it to say, there are a lot of great young talent and Ryan Leonard is definitely one of them. Through 14 games, he's fourth on the team in overall scoring with 15 points uh, and just continues to light it up out there. And one of the things that uh, is noticeable about him is his size. And one of the things that I first said was, I wonder if he's going to be like a Tom Wilson 2.0, but I think he's much more than that. Uh, but, you know, the, the similarity and why I made that connection is he's said to be a pest and has a big physical game. 
And that's something that doesn't always carry over from the juniors. So uh, it is a, a promising sign for the Capitals. It's a promising sign for Ryan Leonard that everything seems to be going in the right direction. Uh, again, you know, it's unfortunate, I guess, to a certain extent for the fans that want to see him right now because they're pointing to uh, teams that, you know, they already have Connor Bedard playing on the Blackhawks. You see Fantilli uh, already playing on the Columbus Blue Jackets and Cooley, like I talked about, playing with the Coyotes. And that's fine. And that's those teams' prerogative and that's their player and their representation's prerogative. But ultimately, I think the Capitals are in a pretty good position right now. And again, oftentimes when you rush these sort of things, it, it actually doesn't get the desired result that you're looking for. But what we know for right now just to kind of sit back and observe what kind of player he is, wow, is what comes to mind. He is one heck of a player in his scoring on a regular basis. He's getting shots on net on a regular basis. Uh, he's playing that big physical game. Uh, he is a prototypical Capitals player that we are looking for uh, and I think is going to be a nice complement to this team. Can you imagine Tom Wilson and Ryan Leonard playing on the same team at the same time that is quite a dynamic team and a lot of physicality. Uh, it is really exciting to see uh, what kind of player he's turned out to be and what we can expect uh, from him coming up. All right, so coming up here after the break, we do know that the Capitals' power play has struggled, but Spencer Carberry has pledged to fix it. How does he plan to do that? I'll talk about that coming up. If you run a solo small business, you're an army of one, but you still need a CPA, bookkeeper, separate payroll solution, and more. Let Collective take care of your paperwork while you take care of business. If you're running a business one-on-one, -on -one, you're wearing many hats in your day-to-day. -day. With Collective Bookkeeping and Accounting, don't need to be one of them. You can start saving thousands of dollars and hours of your time by letting Collective handle your business paperwork. They say if you love what you do, you'll never work a day of your life, but as a freelancer, there's always the dreaded paperwork that comes along with it. With Collective, you can focus on your business of one while letting them focus on your paperwork. Right now, Collective is offering a one-month free and no onboarding fee when you go to collective.com slash locked on NHL and tell them locked on NHL sent you. That's a $550 value for free when you go to collective.com slash locked on NHL and tell them locked on NHL sent you. That's collective.com slash locked on NHL and tell them locked on NHL sent you. Don has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So if there's one thing that we know about this team right now is one of the areas that they struggle in, the biggest area that they struggle in is the power play. And it was one of the things that was said last year, well, if we can just get Blaine Forsyth out here, he's so predictable and it's not effective I hate to tell you the Capitals power play was better under Blaine Forsyth than it is currently. 
I know that's a shocking thing to say, and I think that sometimes it's the knee-jerk reaction to say, you know, if we can just switch the coach, then everything's going to be A-OK. Not necessarily the case. What is one of the things that I know about the Capitals this year is that that is one of their biggest areas that they struggle. The PK has been pretty good. The power play is the worst, uh, and it's something that needs to be addressed. But lucky for the Capitals, even though he's not the guy that is going to run the power play, is that Spencer Carberry ran the number two power play in all of the NHL with the Toronto Maple Leafs when he was an assistant there. Now, you got to think to a certain extent that even though he's not the guy that's going to be running it on a day-to-day basis, the team rides on his shoulders and the team rises and falls with the decisions that he makes. So even though he is not necessarily the guy, it's going to have to get fixed. The Caps' power play is worst in the league. Only eight other teams in the league have less than 10 power play goals. And what a fall from grace. For so many years, the power play was one of the strong suits for the Capitals. Uh, it's really just an, you know, an upsetting thing for me, to be honest with you, that uh, it's, it's taken a fall from grace, despite the fact that the Capitals team, you know, save the last game against the Edmonton Oilers, has been playing pretty well. But that is one of the things that's going to come into focus is the power play and being able to score because you might be able to eke out some wins here and there, but if they have any long-term plans of making it to the playoffs, winning the Metro, making a push for the Stanley Cup, they're going to need to address it. It's coming into focus because even though the Oilers are performing less than expected, they made the most of their power play opportunities, scoring three times on the man advantage. And what is one of the things I know about the Capitals against the Oilers is they underestimated the Oilers that, you know, they're in the last pl- or second to the last place in the Pacific. Uh, well, they ha- also have a lot of uh, scoring potential. Uh, dry sidle they have on that. You know, they have Connor McDavid. Uh, there is uh, a plenty of players that can score on a regular basis. Nugent Hopkins. Um, and ultimately, those players, those risky, talented scoring forwards that they had, You know, the Capitals underestimated them and the Oilers made the Capitals pay. And ultimately, that is why they wiped uh, the ice with the Capitals. We're going to have to make a bunch of changes, Carberry said. Post game, tons of different things personnel-wise, puck management-wise, puck recovery, decisions, routes, you name it. I saw it tonight from both units. We'll continue to try to look for a combination of five guys that able to execute the power play and able to do the necessary things required to have an effective power play unit. Again, and if you're an everyday or the show, you know it, seeing is believing it. If you're going to walk it, you're going to talk it. I want to see it. I want to see an upcoming Capitals game where the Capitals actually score a power play goal. I'm going to get crazy and say maybe more than just one, a couple of them, you know, in the next few games here. Uh, It's something that, you know, the raw potential is there, and I don't ultimately know why they can't fix it. Listen, Kirk Muller is the guy that's in charge of it, and he ran the power play on some big teams around the NHL. Why is it ultimately not working for the Capitals? That is the question. Uh, This is Kirk Muller's job. He is the head coach, Spencer Carberry, and ultimately this team rises and falls. Like I said, I don't think Carberry needs to undermine Muller but they should go and get on the same page. Whatever that means, go in the back room and say, hey, let's look at some video. I know that uh, you know, you're know you the running my power play, but I have a lot of experience doing it up in Toronto. Why don't we sit down and discuss what's going on? 
And ultimately, I don't think it's for a lack of trying from the players. I just, I don't necessarily think that maybe they're executing the plans quite uh, the way that Carberry and Kirk Muller have them set up. Um, and one of the things that was spoke about in Sunday's presser was that they're going to try for different looks and try to be a little bit more different than just having Ovi set up from his office. That is the Capitals' bread and butter for the power play. But being that that is their bread and butter and has been for so many years, it's predictable. And, you know, for the longest time, goalies tried their darndest to try to stop Ovechkin, but they couldn't do it. But guess what? Now they are because there's enough pre-scouting where the goalies are better than they have been in previous years. Maybe Ovi's slowed down a little bit. And also, sometimes Alex Ovechkin is double covered, so he's just not available. So I think one of the biggest things you could do to address the power play is people expect Alex Ovechkin to set up from the dot. Why not have him set up in the bumper position, uh, something like that, and then alternate it? You know, don't just keep going back to the same set plays because I got to say the power play as it looks right now doesn't look vastly different than it did when Blaine Forsyth was here. So that is one of the biggest thing that's going to need to be addressed is not being so predictable. I think that that is one of the biggest things. And they'll need some help from big names on the team this year to get it done. Alex Ovechkin's offense has been lukewarm to start the season, has only one power play goal and two power play points uh, 17 games into the season, the team that is. Um, and that's one of the things, is their capital players are going to need more from the guys that are making the big paychecks. You know, Alex Ovechkin, who, you know, historically has scored a lot of power play goals. John Carlson's also out there. Uh, you know, you take a look at Kuzi and different players that cycle through there. They're going to need more from the players uh, that they have on ice. And John Carlson said as much, he says, it seems like the chances we do get, we aren't going in. Uh, the goals that is, I th so I think what makes every mistake more glaring, it makes everyone more frustrated Nobody has a perfect power play. It's difficult. The pucks we were uh, going to get for good spots and good chances, they aren't going in. Certainly, it's not good enough from this group. Not acceptable. Here, here, John Carlson, it's not good enough. And, you know, one of the things that's frustrating, I guess, as a Capitals fan is they're like, we acknowledge that it's poor, but we don't really know how to fix it. Um, so that is a difficult position for the Capitals to be in. It's a difficult uh, position for Kirk Muller. It's a difficult uh, position for Spencer Carberry. They're going to have to get together and figure it out because obviously what's going on out on the ice is not getting it done. And it's something that we've been talking about since the beginning of the season. Uh, again, to reiterate the top, I think everyone thought that, you know, changing uh, the power play coach and changing the head coach is going, going to fix uh, what ails this team? And Spencer Carberry and his assistants, for the most part, have done that. They have fixed what ails this team, as this team is playing pretty well. But with that said, Peter Laviolette, the former head coach of this team, he runs the number one team in the Metro Division, the New York Rangers. So don't let that fall on deaf ears if you want to think that Peter Laviolette was a horrible coach. He is the head coach of the number one team in the Metro Division, last time I checked anyway. So uh, that is uh, something to consider. You know, I'm not going to say that, you know, he would would have been doing a better job for the Capitals. Ultimately, I think that, 
you know, with Peter Laviolette, he made his mark and kind of lost the locker room a little bit. But let's never, you know, underestimate what kind of head coach he is either uh, because he is having great results uh, for the Rangers. All right. So coming up here after the break, we will talk about, we know TJ Oshie uh, is not going to be on the road trip coming up here. And what changes were made at practice and what can we expect as the Capitals take on the San Jose Sharks? I'll talk about that coming up. The new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Alex Ovechkin could score 50 goals, the Capitals could hoist the Stanley Cup, and you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. And let me tell you guys something. I wasn't the kind of guy that was really that into fantasy hockey, but now now with Sleeper, I got to say, I love it. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So what is said oftentimes is one man's loss is another man's gain. And that is going to be the case uh, for the Capitals, as we do know that TJ Oshie is going to be out of the lineup. So who is the odd man out? Uh, at least if we're talking about practice here recently, it was Anthony Mantha. So it, it does appear, again, you know, if uh, practice was any indicator that Matthew Phillips will be in, and so will Hendricks LaPierre. Um Bit of an interesting move. I thought that Anthony Mantha had been trending in the right direction, but uh, maybe not didn't pop off the page so much in the last game. That is anyway the direction it seems they're going in. Matthew Phillips, however, 14 games, one goal, and three assists. I got to be honest with you, and seeing is believing, and I'm not a guy that can, you know, I can be swayed. I can change my opinion a little bit, but Matthew Phillips has not really done it for me this year, I know that he really showed up in the preseason and everyone was excited about him. But for me right now, he seems like a, an undersized guy that's performing in a big man's league. And unless he can be that goal scorer that we thought he was going to be in the preseason, I just really don't see where he fits in. Hendricks LaPierre, however, uh, has played rather well in a limited sample size, six goals, uh, one or excuse me, six games, one goal two assists and with limited playing time. And I know that there was the one game, that three point game is the one that comes to mind. That's the most fresh in my mind where he really made an impression. But with that said, I would really like to see a longer look uh, with Hendricks lop here uh, in a freaky play. Oshi collided hard into oils, Oilers defenseman, Matthias Eckholm at the blue line, causing the capitals forward to crumble uh, on the ice. Um, and one of the stories that was updated here from TJ Oshie's wife, uh, Lauren, she said, thanks so much for all the kind messages. TJ's doing much better this morning. And instead of traveling with the team, he'll be recovering at home. And that's where he should be. Let's get have him get rested up. Uh, so it is a tough break for Anthony Mantha. Like I said, that I thought he was playing be uh, a better game, all things considered. Connor McMichael moved to the left wing to open a center role 
for LaPierre at third line center. Uh, they said that uh, LaPierre uh, could also play the wing. He had played that in the junior league. So the good thing about these young guys is they're flexible. Connor McMichael can play center. He can play wing. But I think that his strong suit, of course, uh, is at the center position. The long-term plan, of course, is to get Connor McMichael back to the center position. Uh, LaPierre is one of the guys that he still, you know, even though, like I say, he really popped off the page on the score sheet on that one game, he has to continue to do that. In a league of what have you done for me lately, he's going to need to get production. You know, otherwise, you know, it's going to be another guy fighting for him, like a Matthew Phillips or another player like that. Uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov and Alex Ovechkin on the top line with Tom Wilson. Trying to get different looks out there. We know we've seen Strom up on the top line. You know, ultimately, they're still trying to, to, you know, get some traction there. I think that the Capitals' offense has been humming along, save the last game against the Oilers. Uh, but it could still use some work, and I think that they're looking to get scoring on a more regular basis. Another good news here is that Martin Ferravari is expected to play in San Jose, uh, and that's a big thing. This will be the first time this season that the Capitals' defense will be 100% the way it was sketched out this last summer. So it's going to be interesting. You know, we have Joel Edmondson now. He was a guy that was out for quite some time, and Martin Ferravari, who missed quite a bit of time as well, uh, that we're going to get a nice look at the way the Capitals' blue line is supposed to be uh, set up. You know, this is how they had it sketched out in the summer, um, and this, they, you know, the, the consensus from Brian McClellan and Spencer Carberry that this was going to be the Capitals' best chance at having a really great blue line. So let's see if it lives up to the hype. Let's see if it lives up to the potential. Uh, and let's hope the Capitals can win uh, a game against the, the Sharks here coming up here. And uh, the one thing I'm going to say is I don't want them to underestimate the Sharks. We saw what happened when they did that with the Oilers. With that said, they don't have quite the scoring power uh, that uh, Edmonton has. But uh, again, it's a team that wants to get wins. Last time I checked, they only had like three wins on the season. Um, so it's a team that, that that's hungry to win games, suffice it to say. So let's hope for a big win for the Capitals. The thing that I don't like about this, however, and if I assume most people listening or watching the show that are on the East Coast, is the games will be very late. Um, and it will be difficult for most people to stay up and watch the duration of these games, unless you're a West Coast fan, or maybe you're a person that doesn't have to work first thing in the morning. It will be difficult. Some of the shows that I will do will be a little bit later in the day. Generally, I try to have them in, in on early, but with the games ending in some cases, depending on what time zone you're in, it's going to be about 12, 31 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's going to be difficult. So I will have the shows a little bit later. Again, the West Coast trips are always difficult. I work a nine to five, just like the rest of you guys out there. And nine times out of 10, if they're playing anywhere else but the West Coast, I have shows immediately following uh, just a bit of a programming note there. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily year-round podcast covering your Washington Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen on the audio side and watch this five days a week on YouTube. And when you're done here, head on over to Locked On Nationals streaming channel. They launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever sports 
24-7 streaming channel. Do it today. Listen, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.